for listening and being a part of Mama Said. And thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Jenna. And welcome to another episode of Mama Said. We have a beautiful episode once again um, with our friends Candace and Kayla. Uh, we are talking to them about lessons we've learned from motherhood, um, also about the bond that motherhood has created for us with other women, the deepened relationships we've had with each other, and also, you know, some challenges and things that we all are having to face, you know, during these past couple of months. It was a really honest and open conversation, one that I think you'd all find having with your group of friends, too. So we're really happy to bring it to you. Um, but before that, you know what time it is. Mommy wins and fails. Mommy win! <laughs> Mommy fail. Jenna, you want to hit it first? Yeah, okay. Um. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have so many wins and so many fails. Okay, um, well, I like the wins part. I like the okay. so many wins. Let's, let's start with the fails so I can end on a good note. Mm-hmm. Um. So fails... Uh, Oof. Um, let's see there, the kit, we moved, we finally moved. And yeah. um, so we have a new, we moved out of our house into a new house, into a new city, into, and we started a new school, a new preschool, new friends, new everything. Um, and I, I don't think that, um, I p- mentally prepared myself enough for the challenges that my kids were going to face. Um, so when they were getting, uh, their behavior was bad and, and they were getting really aggravated and they were yelling, I in turn was getting really pissed off and really frustrated. I was so tired and I know, like, I, I know I need to give myself a break. I mean, I moved for one month straight. I'm not kidding. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I could, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, every little piece of attitude he gave me and, and Daisy, everything that happened was directly correlated with our move and like just the new life that my kids are living. So I wish I was a little bit more sensitive to that. Um, I prepped so much for this move. I didn't really prep so much for, um, their behavior and what they're going to be going through emotionally and socially. So, um, well, it's good to know because we're all going to move. Yeah. How can you prep for all of that? I mean, I'm just sitting here being like, I would have been the same. Any of us would have been the same. Yeah. And you know, it's yeah. what we all yeah. do I know. get hard on ourselves, but I know, but okay. you know, it's a good, it's a good learning lesson. Like I, you know, maybe next time we move, which there is going to be a next time I can, you know, be more patient with them and not be so quick to be like, I'm taking this away. I'm taking this away. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate myself when I always do that. And like the, the threats and the taking away and the taking away, it's, it's obviously not always the right answer. So, um, well, did you apologize? I always apologize. And sometimes when I feel like he really deserves to have some, not deserves, but he really needs to have something taken away. So he sees that I'm serious. 
I, I won't apologize. I'll say I'm sticking to it, but, but yeah. Um, but he always, I always talk to him about it after, regardless if, you know, he's right or wrong or I'm right or wrong. Um, and then so a huge win Yes, is that we did it. We moved and we moved from, um, a big house to a really, really mini, mini, mini house. And it's, we're living an adventure. We moved to the beach. We moved to a trailer. We're building a trailer, but in the meantime, while it's being built, we're living in a, another trailer. And when I say trailer, I mean like a mobile, a mobile home trailer, which is so cool. And it's, they're really, so cool. They're, they're so amazing. And it's just like really remarkable. What, how little space you actually need yeah, and you make it work. And it actually is really, really fun. Yeah. And our family's having the best time. I mean, Neil and I are sleeping in the living room so the kids could have. I, I, look, by the way, I would love to sleep in my living room. Look at this. Wait, I'm showing Jamie right now. That's our bed. <laughs> your bed. I love it um, so much. But anyway, so I'm just, I, I, you know, this is a major adjustment and yeah. I feel like I personally have handled all the moving like quite strategically. I started about a month and a half ago planning each room, each purge, and I feel like it's all fallen into place. And in that sense, like it really helped me to still be a good parent to my kids and what, because I had that really taken care of. So yeah. that's, that's it. I feel, it. I feel like it. I'm a, I feel like I'm a motherfucking boss. Yes. There all right. Go. What about you, Jay? Well, you know, on the topic of moving, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I don't know if this is win fail, but it's just kind of like, you know, I, I'm sure other moms might be go have gone through this, going through this, whatever. We, through this whole COVID experiences, have um, really kind of thought hard about what we want to do with our lives. Yeah. Um, and where we want to raise our kids. And um, it might not be L.A., Right. So we ventured off to a whole other state, one that we have not spent a lot of time in. And we just got back from a weekend there. Uh, my family came in and watched the kids, which by the way, going to an airport made me realize how incredibly sheltered I've been since March. It right. was really overwhelming to just be out there, um, you know, flying, whatever. But um, we found a house we really love. Oh my and, God. I haven't even discussed this with you yet. I know. And it was that thing where it's like, this is going to cause major sacrifices for Cutter and I, mm -hmm. for our businesses. It could possibly mean me walking away or me having to fly a lot. Um, but what we saw of what we could give our children. Right. Um, it's one of those things where you're like, you're putting your family first and I'm a big feelings gal. And I walk into a home that definitely needs updating. So I will be recruiting yeah. you during your time to help yeah. me fix up a kitchen and a bathroom and a this and a that, but it was magic. And you I had, really, was it like finding the right dress, the wedding dress. I walked in and I'm like, this is my home. And I knew it. And I, and it's, oh my God. and I, and I, but I am fully hands up to God because I'm also waiting for word on a job, mm -hmm. I'm waiting, you know, and it's this thing where like, if this doesn't work out, yeah. then it wasn't our home, but I think it was, a th and this isn't the moment, but I think we are very clear that we are going to make this move. Wow. One day. Wow. And, um, 
it's crazy. And it's, it's, I sat, I went with one of my best friends and her husband and they're thinking of moving too. And I looked at her and I was like, Becca, I, I hate being an adult. Like this, like yeah. this right now feels like a real adult decision, like moving your family to where nobody is and really starting over, but like also the excitement in that. And look, yeah. there's no mistakes. I mean, one of our, one of our other really good friends just moved there. And there's a couple of other people I know that are planning to move there. Maybe we're, maybe we're a couple years behind you. Hey, I, you know, I love that. And I, and in this house, there's a little room that they're like, what would you do with it? And I was like, I know I'll make it a little podcast studio. Oh my God. That's amazing. So we're, anyway, we're making a little podcast studio in our trailer in the new fun. one. It's like a little studio. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you know, so it's all this, you know, there's a lot of change going on. And I think that as opposed to feeling um, like victim to it, we're just trying to flow with it. And we're yeah. moving with the change. And again, I'm like, I'm not going to be disappointed about anything. I'm really like hands up to God. Like, let's just take us where we need to be, whether we need to be here longer, when they need to move, like whatever it is, um, yeah. it's all, it's all exciting and scary and terrifying and crazy. So yeah, that's that. It's I, I'm so excited for you. I feel like 99% of the people I speak to are on the move. Yeah. Whether yeah. It's in a different house or a different state or a different country. I yeah. don't even know. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, it's contagious too. I mean, look at, look at what's going on with you. Like it's literally contagious. It's like in a good way. Like, it's just like, everyone's like feeling all these like sparks of a new well, energy reevaluating too i'm like i yeah. just want to be happy and i want some space well, it's for the I kids kids too. and i want my yeah. kids to like you know i cannot wait for girls weekends i mean you i'm gonna be up there every weekend you have no idea jenna i'll send you pictures anyway enough about yeah. that uh we are gonna take a quick break and we will be right back with candace and kayla you guys we really are excited for you to hear this conversation so we'll be right back well, you've heard us talking about Tushy. We all have one and we all deserve to take care of them really well. And now they're offering free shipping. Look, you guys, we all would love to have room for a bidet, but now you don't need one because there is a sleek bidet attachment that clips onto your existing toilet and sprays your butt completely clean with fresh water. It's called Tushy and it is the best thing you can do for your butt. Helps you get everything out. It's just the best. And it's only $79. And if you go to hellotushy.com slash mama, you will get 10% off of your order and free shipping. So that's $69. How nice is that for a clean butt of a day? It's like a little spa trip. Go to hellotushy.com slash mama, get 10% off your order and free shipping. You're welcome. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Today are two incredible actresses, mamas, and hosts of a personal fave podcast of mine. You know they're from hit shows like The Vampire Diaries, Bold and Beautiful, Freaks and Geeks, The Originals, Roswell, Entourage, and their podcast called Directionally Challenged is all about, and I love this, realigning your internal compass. They get to ask their guests some of life's greatest questions, and I even I got the privilege to be one of those. Please welcome Candace King and Kayla Ewell. Thank you, girls. We're I mean, so excited to be here. <laughs> how, uh, how, well, first of all, Candace is pregnant right now. So let's ask you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> um, my, my craving for coffee just came back, oh. like right as I'm entering the third trimester. So I'm like, 
much better now. Yeah. But today's, today's a, a good day. I feel like my hormones are not going totally nuts and I'm definitely wanting that air conditioning cranked. But other than that, you know, yeah. <laughs> life is fine and dandy. <laughs> fine and dandy. I do have to say, Candace has been so positive throughout this whole pregnancy. And I, you know, we've all been there before, but I can't imagine throwing a pandemic on top of everything you go through when you're pregnant. And mm-hmm. this girl has just been so positive and so honest and real and raw. And you can't ask for anything more from a friend. And we recently just had Hayes Hawk on our podcast, who is Candace's doula. So that was a really fun process too, to go through the whole thing. Oh, um, how cool. Yeah. It's been so yeah. fun. Thanks, and how have Kay. you been doing Kayla? Cause you've got a little one. You know, if, okay. And I was thinking about this, Jamie, because when you came on and guested on ours, you were really frank with me about how there was some depression that came on a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the first seven months, especially when I saw you, I was thriving. We weren't in the pandemic yet. I was shooting. I was even doing night shoots with a four month old baby. And I felt fine and great. Mm-hmm. Now that we are, she's now 13 months. She spent almost half of her life in this. Yeah. Really difficult, not just for her, but for me too. Because now I went from being a working mom right away to just a mom, pretty much. Mm. I mean, luckily we have the podcast and we can do this awesome Zoom thing, but that's pretty much it. So my what life went from busy, busy, busy to kind of just cleaning up poopy diapers all yeah. the time every day, and it's been really hard. I'm not gonna lie, it's been really hard. Yeah, I well, we hear you. You're in the yeah. right place. We're here for you. And that's kind of, you know, this conversation is actually what inspired us to have this topic. Um, so we want to talk to you guys today about lessons we've learned from motherhood because I think that I, it, where it came from was I kind of like had this epiphany the other night where I was sitting and I was like, you know what? we were raised, you know, we were raised by our mothers, but then we're also just raised by the pictures of mothers we see in movies and television. And it, it was always one or the other, right? She was always like the perfect mama, like didn't yell, that cooked, that clean, or she was like the really scary, abusive, like bad mama. And there was nothing in between. And it really made me feel like this is what makes us question ourselves so much when it's not all positive or it's all good, or we have weak moments, or we have moments where we don't feel super proud of. And it's, and it really can set you down the spiral. And I really wanted to shift what I thought about my experience with motherhood and, and what it's taught me about myself. And if you don't mind, I'll just start because then I want you guys to kind of go off with it was I realized that what motherhood has taught me the most is to accept myself for who I am completely, all of it, the good, the bad, the weak, the strong, because that's how we accept our kids, right? We, te- we teach them that we love them no matter what. And if my, my little one's having an absolute tantrum, not judging him that he's like a bad kid, he's having a bad moment. And it, that was the biggest lesson for me was that I was like, I can have bad moments. I can have low times. I can have these things and not have it completely define who I am. And it just feels like that just opens up this door of just all the beautiful things because our kids are our greatest teachers and it's kind of what they're here to do. And I would love to hear from all of you and just what you feel like your experiences, because can, 
Candace, you have a four-year-old and you're about to become a mom again. And Kayla, you have a little one, but there's, there's so many pieces and lessons along the way. And I would just love to hear your guys' experiences with this. Yeah. Well, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, like zoom dance. I know, right? Okay. I was going to say, I mean, I I feel like this could be like a round table. We'll just keep chiming in. Um, And it's cool that we all have, you know, different scenarios at home, different ages of kids and amounts of kids. Um, But I think for me, the biggest lesson that I learned from my kids is how to slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always, and Jamie knows this about me, like I, I, I always wanted to be everywhere um, I never wanted to sit at home. I never wanted to miss out on anything. I was like, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was the one who had FOMO, you know, about like going out and, and doing everything. And I always felt like I was going to miss a moment if I wasn't there. And um, especially because I lived in New York and I feel like when you're living in New York, like everything is go, go, go. And like, you can't miss an exciting moment ever. Um, but after having kids, they just taught me that the most important thing is staying home with with the kids and teaching them. And there's really nothing you're going to miss if you're, if you have kids, I mean, they are the most important. Um, granted, I still love to go out and I balance that now, but I learned that I'm not missing anything. Nothing, nothing amazing is going to happen with me not being there. Being home with my kids, um, has just literally just made me slow down and realize that you don't have to be everywhere at the same time. And ever since this pandemic, I mean, now I really love staying home and I haven't gone out at all. And, you know, I'm just starting to do little backyard things, but it's just, it's been an amazing thing for my energy, just being home with the kids and just knowing that there are other things that are happening, but the most important thing is what's happening at home. So, Well, Kayla, you're probably in the real slowdown still because I mean, she's still a real baby. I mean, yeah, so she's just started to walk now, yeah. which is, like, a huge thing as far as, like, you know, yeah. you can't – now – I used to be able to sit her down and she could just yeah. stay there, and now we're at the point where she's kind of touching and getting into everything, which is also really fun and exciting. But yeah. I was going to say, for me, the thing that I um, have learned so far, which is, you know, a shorter amount of time – it's only been 13 months – but that I have learned that sleep is not my God-given right anymore. Right. I don't – sleep. I can't sleep. It's not an option anymore. And, and you I, never will again. No, and I never will again. And I've come to terms with it. I'm accepting it. I remember before I had kids when I thought I was tired. I genuinely thought I was tired. And now I just laugh at that because there's just, I mean, it's, and I remember even in college during, you know, finals week, all of that, I would think, oh, I'm exhausted. It's just when it's a child, it's a different kind of exhaustion because yeah. oh. sleep your brain is still going. You're still wondering, um, you know, trying to think ahead and trying to problem solve and all of these things. And I'm definitely in that process now where I'm just coming to terms with the fact that we don't sleep anymore. And it's, it's cute because Candace is so motivating. And she says to me, don't worry, it won't always be this way, but I still don't believe I still don't believe you yet. We'll see. We'll Well, see. There's stages of it. And I'm not, one thing I learned with the sleep thing was that I'm not a really great person when I don't get sleep. Like, right. I join you <laughs> at all, but I will give you a little piece. So something that worked recently with my son, because as they get older and Candace, I'm sure you might've experienced this a little bit. They start like, they used to think that they didn't, they're simply, they think they don't have a choice. Like my two-year-old will go in his bed when I say it's time to go to bed. Cause he doesn't think that he has an option. Right. The older one, once he hit around four, like he's like, Oh no, wait a minute. I'm going to come out of my room. 
I'm going to keep coming into your room. What's going on here? And I recently had to sit with him and tell him, when I'm awake, I have to think about you, your health, your safety. Did you eat? Um, are you happy? Are, are, you know, what activities do you need? I have to think about your brother. Is his butt clean? Did he eat? Is he healthy? Right. <laughs> I also think about me. Am, did I eat? Am I healthy? I was like, so I need some time to just think about me. Mm-hmm. Mommy, really big job during the day. And I still need and deserve to have a time where I just worry about me because I know you're safe in your room. And knock on wood, he has not fought me at bedtime for two weeks since I told him that. So fantastic. That's amazing, Jay. And I feel like he's seven and maybe something clicks in when you're like around six or seven because I tried to give that song and dance to Milo, who's five. And I thought I was getting, I felt like I was going to win an Oscar or something. I was like, you know, like, I am so tired. I've done X, Y, Z for you. And I love being with you. But like, mommy's like, who do you think cleans when you go to sleep? Like, I want to prepare for you. And like, I... I was like having a monologue and I was like, damn, I'm good. Yeah. And then he looks at me and I'm like, so I'm going to leave the room and you're going to, you know, just know that mommy's just cleaning and preparing for the next day. And he looked at me, he goes, thank you. He goes, but no, you're going to sleep oh. tonight. I'm like, oh, so, okay, that's cool. Oh yeah. So well, by the way, that, whole, that whole speech I gave was really me talking to myself yeah. And then, you know, he, oh, we just got the benefit from it. By the way, like, I would love to look back at my Nest camera, which is like in my kids' rooms, and listen to my shit that I spew to my children about, or like, especially Milo, <laughs> about like the, the song and dance of like having him go to sleep. Like, how embarrassing. It would be quite the, uh, quite the movie to see. Who <laughs> knew motherhood was going to be so much uh, just negotiation, bribery, like no one, no one tells you that. That's, that's another lesson is, is motherhood is, a, is a, you become a really good business person and just negotiating. <laughs> Mama's Martha Stewart Miss Calm herself. She just released a new CBD product line to help you channel your inner Martha, no matter what bumps life throws your way. After three decades, Martha Stewart isn't just the undisputed expert in better living. She is also the definition of calm and collected. And if you haven't worked CBD into your wellness routine, we know you've heard everybody talk about it. We know you've heard about it. But if you don't know, well, you trust Martha. So now she's got some for you. She's got Meyer lemon or blood orange oil drops, citrus or berry medley gummies, unflavored capsules and oils. No matter what you choose, you will get pure, safe CBD isolate for a consistent dose every time. So find your inner Martha with Martha Stewart's new line of CBD from Canopy Growth. Head to mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code MAMA15 for 15% off. Again, mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code MAMA15 for 15% off. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super, super comfy styles. I have been an Express fan for as long as I can remember. I wore it in middle school, in high school. When I got jobs, I uh, relied on Express to you know, dress me in fabulous, comfy uh, clothes to make to make me feel confident and it just made me go after my goals and really impacted my day in a really positive way. Um, My favorite thing about Express is that everything is comfortable 
but it's really cute and it's amazing and it's flattering and it fits well and every detail is incredible. So you guys get yourself some Express right away. Text MAMA to 397-737 to receive $25 off your purchase. Once again, that's MAMA, M-A-M-A, to 397-737 to receive $25 off your purchase. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Well, what's funny is, yes, there is a truth to the fact that you do start to sleep in longer periods of time and you do feel better. But um, so we, we, I also have two stepdaughters. So we have a almost 18 year old in the house, a set a 15 year old, and then our four year old. Um, and they live with us. And so, and I've been with my husband now for almost eight years. So I've been in their lives for a long time and vice versa. And I really thought, you know, at a certain point you just kind of I was like, well, you know, they're becoming young adults and, but you still worry, you know, it's like, I'd like to think that even if their curfew pre COVID was like 1030 to come home from something that I'd be like, hey, you know, it's cool. It's cool. But I'm the one that's more anxious about like just needing to hear that door open yeah. and needing to know that they're okay. And that was something really unexpected for me because I, I, didn't feel that, you know, my parent, like my mom was that stressed. And I didn't think that that was something that I would all of a sudden carry on. (laughs) This is like young adult raising, like co-parenting young adults with my husband. Um, So the sleep is always a very funny thing. Um, But the biggest lesson I think that is also the root of that is the ability to be vulnerable, which I think, you know, Jamie, you touched on so well saying that, you know, you're opening up this conversation that, you know, you need that time and you need that identity and you need to think about yourself. And this, as much as Kayla, I appreciate what you said in the very beginning that I've been so positive. I think I've been positive around other people and I've had a really hard time at home being positive and instead letting COVID anxieties completely take over the pregnancy, which then takes over my ability to parent in a rational way and think about other people's feelings in the house, not just my own, but our teenagers and my four-year-old and my husband's. And that affects all of our relationships, marriage, parenting relationships, all of them. And I hit a boiling point where I found myself completely unable to stop crying for days at a time um, in my house and in front of everybody and having you know, a tantrum, essentially, like an emotional mm-hmm. adult tantrum. And it was really uncomfortable for me to do that in front of, you know, my husband, of course, has seen my tantrums, but to do that in front of our teenagers and, um, and my four-year-old and realizing then my response to that is then because everyone has seen me do this, tan- like perform this tantrum, I want to push everyone away because I'm so embarrassed. Right, right. But on the flip side of that feeling, you know, the, the, you know, my four-year-old hugging me and my husband saying, you just need to go sleep. Like, let me take yeah. care of everything. And then, you know, within the days seeing that actually, you know, my stepdaughters didn't turn their backs on me and didn't, see me as like this bad person for needing that space. Um, But that's the really hard part is I recognize when everyone else is having a bad day, but allowing yourself to have some bad moments too and not getting caught up of this, like, this is the best of circumstances though. I should be fine. I should be fine. I should be fine. That, you know, as women and as mothers, we are very, 
you know, generally emotional and empathetic creatures and, and allowing your children to see that I think gives, I'm learning and with time and therapy and reading and books and <laughs> like hearing myself that it then allows them to have that space as well I was for their bad say, days. You don't want your permission. Yes. To go through that as well and understand that it's okay and you can recover from it. People aren't going to abandon you because of it. People still love you. It, it, it's exactly what you say, that vulnerability, because Jen and I have talked so much about this you know, since March that we can't hide. You know, there's, it's, it's been really overwhelming. You know, you can get, I, for me, COVID has been like highs and lows. Like in the beginning, I was like, Ooh, this is fun. Like, we got this. And then it was the depression. And then it was, it was, it was the step forward and then step backs. And then everything that's going on in the world on top of everything that's going on in your home. And your needs as a mother usually comes last until you do hit that boiling point. And I promise you, I have had those tenfold during all of this. And my boys have witnessed it. And it's hard. And I felt bad about myself for it. And I felt guilty for it. But, I, but I, what I have learned, though, is in those moments where I've had that and then apologized later to my son of just being like, I'm sorry that I might have felt like I took that out on you. That wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I, it's taught him to apologize when he has those moments, but it's also teaching them, like we said, that it's okay. We're, we're human beings. We're, we're still human beings. And I think that like through motherhood, it's allowed me to look at my own mother and my own issues, my own anger and my own resentments that I've built over the years for her. I, I, I can recognize now like her pain and where it came from and her trauma and where it came from and honor. Like she was just doing the best she could as we are. And that's all we can ever do as human beings and especially as mothers. And I think that that just allows so much more acceptance of yourself and all that you are because we can't, we, we, we don't expect our kids to be perfect and we can't expect that of ourselves either. Yeah. Well, and isn't that perfect because it brings it full circle to what you were talking about, Jamie, in the beginning is we are allowing ourselves to be both of those media moms, the, the perfect mom, the good one that has everything together, and also the mom that is able to fall apart. And it's okay that we can be both. We don't have to be one or the other. Yeah. And that's the beauty every mom, Every mom is all of those things. Maybe exactly. they're just not saying it. It's where this mm-hmm. podcast came from because we just wanted other moms to know we are all of these things. And we still are great moms and we still love our kids. And we have, we have to start having this conversation more. And we have to allow ourselves to, to recognize that and, 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 and not buy into all the other BS. Because yeah. you know what? People can get mad at beautiful images on Instagram of motherhood. I'm not because that's true. Those moments are very true. There are, are also are other moments. And we don't want to document them. I want to forget all of mine. Like, I get it. But- we have to have conversations and whether it's on this podcast, whether it's just amongst one friend, like you, one thing is also is what motherhood has given me is a much deeper relationship with other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely mm-hmm. deepened my bond and it's finding that tribe. I mean, it's, it, it, it's the biggest blessing. It's funny, before I had kids, I was in an elevator with two other women and they both had babies. And they, I, re- I remember this so distinctly. And I was, I think around 18, 19, and they 
had such a connection through their conversation. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's just another level. There's something else that's going on here that I don't comprehend yet. And now that I'm in the club, I fully get it. I'm, I have my own elevator moments with moms now. And mm. these uh, times when I'm passing them on the street and mom is, her baby's like crying and sobbing. I'm just like, you're doing great. You're doing yeah. great. Like we're all in this together. It's okay. And to give yourself permission and to hear that from other people too. It just means the world. It really does. I feel like it goes a long way when you see someone and they, as a mother and you're a fellow mom and they need help. Like what it does for someone is it just, it, you go home a happier person. I mean, I remember when I had my newborn and my little kid, um, my little boy, and I couldn't, I was dripping sweat and I couldn't open the door. And a, mo a couple people saw me that were sitting in the restaurant, looked at me, just didn't do anything. And a mom beelined to me and said, let me help you. Held the diaper bag, opened a door for me. And I like, I was like about to cry because I was so happy. And it was so, it was so nice. And I also wanted to cry because I saw these other people sitting there who probably don't have children. And, and, you know, if people are hearing this, if they're listening to this podcast, and they don't have kids, like, think about that. Like if you see a mom struggling, just go, go that extra mile and help because it means the world. It meant the world to me that a mom beelined and, and came and just rescued me from this moment of a mental yeah. breakdown almost. And so it is such a tribe. It is such a wonderful, like unspoken language. And, and it's humbling. That. You know, nobody's yeah. scared. You know, it's not like a kid's born to like a celebrity and it's like, oh, I'll be easier on you because you're famous. Right. <laughs> it's like a lot of other mothers feel better to know that to hear you guys speak candidly and openly and honestly, because it, it for, for whatever reason in the society and what our idealized versions of humans are, it makes us feel better to know that we are not alone. We are not spared. Like children don't care. Mm -hmm. And they are here to humble us. But also, I mean, my kids, <clears throat> I, 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 said this about in a, in a birthday post for my son, when I was like writing it for it, where I said, I really realized I didn't truly learn how to love myself until I saw myself through his eyes, because I literally can do no wrong. Even yeah. when I feel like I'm at my absolute worst, or I feel insecure about any of my disabilities or inabilities to do certain things or missing out on things like I am the greatest to him. And why shouldn't we feel that way about ourselves? I mean, it's, it's the hardest thing, but the, the, the self-love that we've all strive so greatly to find, I truly think is, can be found, especially through, you know, the eyes of our kids. And they, I think, they trust that. I think that should be a mantra that we all can hang on our walls because, you know, you say that, but I, I often, when I'm talking to you and having a conversation, you forget that. And, you know, in your moments of like feeling guilty, and I wish like we could all just be reminded of that one sentence you just said, because it's really just a beautiful mantra that we should really all remember. Hmm. The guilt is real too, because oh. anytime I try to take a little bit of time for myself, I feel really guilty. And I know that this is a huge lesson that I'm going to have to learn. And I'm st I know I have not learned it yet because mm -hmm. I, I mean, especially now we're quarantined at home. There's not even much I can go do, but I feel anytime I try and do something, I guess, quote unquote, frivolous, what I would view as frivolous, paint my nails, put my yeah. feet up, like put a mask on my face, anything like that. It just doesn't, 
I feel guilty. Like I could be, you know, enhancing her life. I should be doing this, should be doing that. And I need to learn that the, if I feel better, I'm a better mom. And I just yeah. have to get 100%. that. It's my such head. a hard but concept. Also, but it also is. too, I just, I feel like there has to be a certain point where we realize that's just never going to go away. I think we're going to, I think we're just going to always feel that way. And it just kind of is what it is. We're, and and the underlining thing, like one of my lessons right now in therapy is I'm trying to find the good in all my faults. So like if I'm needy or whatever, I'm like, oh, but you know what? That's just because I, I love connection with people. I love other people. And that's important to me. And I think that if we find the intention behind it was just, we fucking love our kids so much, but we also love ourselves. I was telling Jenna this in a previous podcast where somebody was like, well, yeah, you know, you go off that, do that job and it's for your kids. And I was like, no, it's not. It's for me. I go off and do that job for me. And that's okay. Because if I'm not servicing that and I've been there when I wasn't servicing myself or honoring like things that I like to do or love to do, I was a real bitchy mom. I wasn't a happy person. And when I would do that, that's, that's why it's for them because of what they get, the mom they get because of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think if you just accept that, that guilt is just there because you love her so much and, (laughs) and, and, but she knows that and, and your bond is there and you, and you, and that's kind of been the gift of this time is, you know, we've all been stuck at home, but we've had a lot of time together. Right. So I, (laughs) I'm thinking right now, I'm, I'm kind of going the opposite direction. I mean, I stayed at home with my kids. Um, The work I did was this podcast, you know, once or twice a week. I mean, ever since COVID, like I'm ready to up my babysitter game. Like I'm ready to go the opposite direction and like get more help than ever so I can do more things for myself. Like I feel like I've like crossed that that barrier of like... feeling guilty. Like I, I, I want to like almost run the other way and get more help. Um, because I, I see, you know, what it's done to me and how it's helped me come home. And just even today, like my nanny days are on Friday. Like when I come home after my podcast day and and having a nanny from eight to four, I am genuinely the best mother ever. I want to like do art projects with them. And then I, and then I'm like realizing like, wow, like nanny days are fucking awesome. I want to do more of them. Like these are addicting. So like, it's kind of like making me want to up my, um, I love it. And, it's and, good to be missed. It's good to be missed and it's good to miss someone. Yes, yeah. it is. And yeah. yeah, it's time that they miss me a little bit. <laughs> well, they also start getting more independent. I mean, that's hopefully like the natural progression that happens, yeah. you know, that, as children start to get older, that they they want to seek their own identity too. And so it's only natural that like that starts to creep up in you as well, like just biologically, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, Candace, I have a question because I think it's, it's probably been pretty profound to have kind of this almost like fast forward view yeah. of, of older age children and kind of like what you have to look forward to with your own biological daughter um, and then are you having another baby girl? Um, oh, you don't know. Oh no. I have to check with my husband. I, I was fine saying everything. And then like oh, one no, no, of no. our, I'll check with this. You said it or not. I wasn't. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. You're fine. It's funny. Okay. Our, our oldest, like 
posted something and he was like, we haven't told people. I was like, wow, he's really concerned about the gender reveal. <laughs> I was like, well, that's I'm very- are you going to do a gender reveal? Like I live. No, <laughs> I'm the opposite. It's not my thing. And I could go into a whole other tangent. Why we were the shortest version is uh, with our first, we were told a different gender and it was really oh. emotional to say the yeah. least. Oh, um, no. So I've just been like not a gender reveal person, but yes, Jamie, you're hitting the nail right on the head. I, as you guys were all talking, I, I, I totally, I have all those same feelings with our four-year-old where I, it's definitely taught me to love myself in a whole different way, seeing myself reflected through her eyes. And what's been so interesting is this kind of fast forward perspective of, you know, co-parenting teenagers and, and like, and I've been in their lives, you know, pre-hormones is what I like to call it. It's just like, you know, yeah. And, um, watching them kind of blossom into these young women and how that's challenged me in a completely different way. The reflection that I see, you know, watching them grow up where all of a sudden I'm realizing, huh, there's certain things that I'm trying to control or things that I've decided this is how they have to be. And, it's not really my place as like the female in this house. Like I have to make room for them to grow into who they are. And they've really challenged me completely subconsciously. They, I don't think that they would know unless they were listening on the other side of the door that they've challenged me to, um, to want to be a better person and a better mother and have to like question some of the things that were important to me that I thought were so important to me. You know, there were some things I remember I, we would just had a really hard time getting acquainted here in LA. It was the first time we're all living under the same roof together. And I just felt like I just was trying to be this like, you know, matriarch of the household and things that were important, like, you know, well, if you're cleaning your room and you're, we need to talk about your grades and, you know, and we're going to sit down and have dinner and we're all going to do dishes and things that I thought like, well, this is what's important. Mm-hmm. And I was totally missing like the emotional component of just being a young adolescent moving to a new city and what that meant and getting on a deeper level where it's like, you know what, actually your room can be a freaking mess. Why does your room have to be clean? This is a lot to handle emotionally. And I had a therapist help me get to that point because she was just like, well, what do you think they need? Do you think they need a clean room? Do you think they need their boxes to be unpacked? And I was like, okay, maybe they don't. I think they maybe just need some space and they need a hug. And that kind of reflection of me is like, what am I trying to control? Like, what am I trying to prove right now? by thinking that a clean room is the way to be a good parent. Right. right. So it also makes you want to stop and be like, what do I need? And yeah. Of, 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 of anything, uh, of uncertainty or feeling weak or anything. I think that's such a beautiful lesson. Yes. So it's been um, very wild to have both of those emotions going on at the same time. Because in one... I like, I, it's like, mommy's a superhero. And then the next it's like, wow, I need to like, what, what is the root in which I'm trying to control this situation? And, and what can I actually do to service and give space for this, you know, young female adult who is figuring out who she is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's a, 
Wow. It's a wild ride. <laughs> I'm going to take that with me to think about as, as Bo gets older. I love that because it, 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 I've always said that I think our kids come into this world who they are and our only job really is to give them a moral compass and try and teach them to be kind and compassionate human beings. But other than that, I mean, my kids couldn't be more different. Bo is like the most emotional and like touchy feely and Jack is straight fire. <laughs> like he, like, he like tries to cuddle with me but doesn't know how like he's like oh this is oh this is like they're just and they're being raised the same you know they've got the same mommy and daddy like but they they're just different people and I have to honor that I can't wish that they were like the other in certain ways like I have to let them be the individuals that they are obviously I need to create boundaries I mean that's part yes. of our job as a mom is 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 to give them that but really honoring their needs as they grow and, and what, and their situation. I, I mean, I think also with COVID, I mean, we're having to really adjust and think about, yeah, this is hard for us, but like, you know, even as my, I'm prepping my son to start first grade next week, you know, and sitting down and, you know, trying to listen, our days are going to massively change right now and adjust, but also lowering my expectations on what he needs to be. And just realizing that like how I'm going to help him do the best that he can within this situation. I think it's really been a, a hard lesson, but a good one for all of us of just, you know, re, like seeing it from all sides. That's what I was going to ask you guys. How is the Zoom school going? Because I think the three of you are experiencing this on some level. Yeah. Well, how are you, how are your girls first, Candace? Because they're older. Yeah, we've, um, it's debatable. It's still not, 100% certain that they would be going to in-school or Zoom school. So that is still all on the table. Um, and that's been an emotional journey for me personally and yeah. to navigate. And that's where it's, again, kind of like looking at everybody's perspective and, yeah. and not just singling out like your own feelings. Um, so that's all kind of up in the air right now. And I know it's in remembering like it's incredibly emotional you know, to be an 18 year old going into your senior year right now, like oh, that is that's big or last year of your life yeah. and, and having not to be able to see your friends every day. And mm -hmm. yeah, and I can't imagine missing prom, missing prom and all of these yeah. really influential, important life yeah. things. And keep in mind, I just want to be completely frank. I have not handled it well. Like I, <laughs> this is going back to like tantrums, pouting, trying to control yeah. a situation, thinking only about myself and having to really work through, yeah. you know, letting go some of those fears. And as far as our four-year-old's concerned, we've been actually, we've decided to homeschool for six months and then yeah. we're going to take it from there because she's still in preschool, which is yeah. my husband and I switch off in the mornings of homeschooling and that is hilarious I mean, you, guys, you guys are doing it <laughs> we're doing it and I realized like how do you teach a child like where we're like I'm like okay what letter is this and she's like b and I'm like nope and she's like h and I'm like nope and she's like l and I'm like it's an a that's okay you know what I got a great YouTube We've video learned. I had a great YouTube video that can let you go have your cup of coffee yeah. that will teach you the whole alphabet. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, um, like we, we actually, so when school shut down in March, um, we did the Zoom thing for my son. They, my son is almost five and my daughter is two and a half. And I mean, I said, forget it for my daughter. They were trying to do Zoom for the two and a half year olds. And I was like, this is not right. So after two days, she was 
maybe one of the only ones in her class that never signed on. I didn't care. Um, for my son, he wasn't having it and he was antsy and he hated, uh, he got, he almost was, um, he was frustrated when he couldn't talk and, you know, the Zoom dance where everyone's trying to talk. And even if it was muted, he, why can't Jacob hear me? Why can't my friends hear me? And it was just so frustrating. We, every time we ended in a fight, he was in a bad mood. I was in an even worse mood. And I quickly realized that after two weeks um, back in March, like we're never doing Zoom again. So I pulled Zoom from my son. So this time around, I, th I think, I mean, if all goes as planned, I think we are going to send him into his last year of preschool um, in person. We haven't started him yet. School has started. We have not started him yet. Um, the plan is maybe to do October and my daughter as well. Um, so I've been, you know, supplementing with my aunt is a tutor and she does like these cute little Zoom things. Um, teaching them letters and alphabets. And it's been really great for Milo. It's 15 minutes and he learns his sounds and vowels. And like, it's really useful. It's a one-on-one -on -one and I you see him. Your is her number. Yeah, I know, you perfect. Should, you should talk to my aunt. She's wonderful. She's done it for <laughs> 25 years. But, um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. So no Zoom for us. I'd rather do no Zoom than, you know, I just, no Zoom for me. Well, we set our two and a half year old, we started him in preschool in July and he's been going and he loves it. And we're fortunate that, you know, they're taking all the precautions necessary and it's been pretty safe. And we made the decision as a family that it was going to be what's best for him, um, you know, in the spring. So Bo was in kindergarten all last year. So his year kind of got cut short. He had his rapport with his friends though, and his teachers. So, you know, I will say as it was going on, his teachers, because we would communicate, were saying, you know, Bo's thriving on Zoom because he's, he's such a social little boy and he's like a touchy kid. So I think the fact that like he, you know, they weren't there for him was less distracting and it was harder on me than it was everyone because I'm a, I'm a big list checker. So they would give us the assignments to turn in for the week. And I'm like, we got to do, got it, got it, got it. And I remember his teacher emailed me one night and she's like, Jamie, you're the only mom that's sending in every assignment. I oh, just want really? to tell you, you don't have to. <laughs> it's the best you can. Like, she's like, I'm looking at this feeling like she's stressed out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, whoa, thank you. And I, I also really, I, I will say, I oddly appreciated the time because it really allowed me to see how these teachers are teaching these kids and how they learn. And I've always had an appreciation for educators, but- I mean, more than ever to see the way they pivoted. I mean, I see why right. everyone has pivoted during this time, all businesses, all, all things. I'm just so impressed with people. It's given me such faith. But I think that, you know, it's just that reminder, like we keep talking about this whole podcast, like everyone's doing the best they can. And I've also just decided to surrender to the fact that he might not learn a whole lot. Yeah. Till he's back in school. We're going to do the best we can. He's going to do the best we can. I'm trying not going to be too strict teacher mommy and like, mm -hmm. you know, we'll just, we're going to take it one day at a time because this is a very fluid situation. We don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we're all in this together. Everybody's, everybody's in it. And I, I keep trying to remind Bo of that because he's like, this isn't fair. And I don't get to see my friends. And I said, that's very true. But I promise you that no They're one is doing that. anything that you are not. Yeah. I think it makes him feel better. I mean, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It was really sweet. I was, um, just having a more serious talk with our older girls and our 15 year old 
said, you know, this has just been hard. I've never been through anything like this before. And I was like, girl, (laughs) none of us have been through anything like this before. And it just like, it was all the things of like, just like heart wrenching. Cause I know that deep feeling and of where she was coming from. And then also mm-hmm. just wanting to laugh and, and just, you know, it's, uh, it's just, you have to kind of surrender to this year. I mean, I laugh at the idea that, you know, the first few weeks of this, I just remember this idea of like, you know, if you're not, what would you do with all this time? Like learn a language. This is the time to learn your language bake your banana bread. All the bread. All the bread. I know. Gluten had a great year. I'm I'm happy for gluten this year. It needed a good comeback year. (laughs) That is hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was, uh, I have friends that are single and I will say at, in the beginning, I was so envious of just all the time and all the shows they were watching and all right. the things, but it's also been, a, made me really grateful for the chaos that I've had to deal with because it's, I, I can't imagine how hard that would be to be alone. You know, yeah, I, I talk, I have a, a, a couple single girlfriends and we talk about it all the time. I'm, I'm bitching and they're saying stuff, you know, they're like, I would give anything to be home with a family instead of alone. Um, And it's true. I mean, everyone, you know, the grass is always greener and just, if we could just kind of appreciate what we all have, but, but yes, I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty isolating what's going on right now. And I can't, I can't, I remember being in high school and just like fucking loving it. I'm saying fuck a lot today. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, it's great. We bring that out in people. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, no, but I, I just, it's funny because kids are probably, I don't know if your Candace, your two girls complained about school before, like going, but now are they the opposite or they're like, I want to go so badly. Is that what the thing is or part of it? Do they just want to be with their friends? They want to go to school so yeah. bad. Oh. Yeah. I think anything other than sitting in their rooms on the computers yeah. all day, um, of course they want to be with their friends. Uh, they, I think they just want to feel a sense of feeling normal. And, and for some people, I mean, the reality is that there are some people who by their choice has chosen to live their life a very normal way and are not taking the precautions that are, you know, being asked of them. That is their choice. It is not something that we are doing as a family. And then that's been really hard to navigate too. And I know a lot of people, we talk about it on our podcast that like, even with, you know, we've discussed it, hard conversations with friends and with families as adults. And so it's really hard, I think, to see um, when younger kids see that. I mean, even we were on a road trip as a family and we went to very, very social distance houses. And if we would drive by a town and there'd be a playground and you know, our four-year-old would even see kids playing on the playground. She'd be like, well, why can't I play? Yeah, you know, and it's really hard to, to figure out how to discuss with them. I'm, I'm dealing with that with my four-year-old. It's literally about playgrounds. Mm. Every time we drive by one, but mommy, you told me that they have to be empty because of COVID. There are people there. there and I, I, I say, I just, I'm, I err on the cautious side. I just don't want you to pick up germs. Like I never want you to get super sick. It's really yucky to get sick, but we have, it's so funny. A play, the playground when we're driving is definitely a topic with my four-year-old that we, I always have to tell him. Wow. Well, 
you know, these are uncertain times, but I think that, you know, our kids take our lead. Um, and we, I think we, we also show them, like we said, that we're human and we're doing the best we can and we're doing what's best for our families. We really can't set them up for anything bad, you know, and you girls are incredible moms and we're so grateful to have you on, but we're not going to let you go yet because we're actually going to make you talk about how you can sometimes be a shitty mom if you don't. <laughs> and that's okay. Our favorite, our favorite uh, uh, topic. Uh, I just had a brain fart. Um, so we're going to be right back and we will share some shitty mommies. Hey guys, let's talk about Martha Stewart, Miss Calm herself. She just released a new CBD product line to help you channel your inner Martha, no matter what bumps life throws your way. And we are all a little bumpy right now. After three decades, Martha Stewart isn't just the undisputed expert in better living. She's also the definition of calm and collected. If you haven't worked CBD into your wellness routine, now is definitely the time to start. Martha Stewart just released the absolute best tasting CBD you'll ever try. And at a really reasonable price. I have it in my kitchen right now. It is so good, you guys. I, and the bottle is really cute too. Everyone compliments it. So find your inner Martha with Martha Stewart's new line of CBD from Canopy Growth. Head to mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code mama15 for 15% off. Once again, mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code mama15 for 15% off. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. I grew up shopping at Express, and now that I'm a woman and a mama, to still find things that are comfortable and quality and versatile. And for me, how lucky am I and how lucky are you? Now they have also Lux Comfort Denim, amazing tops, the art of essential key pieces with endless style and potential. I feel super confident. I feel super comfortable. They have extra stretch, great fit. You guys, you need to get to the Express. So go text MAMA to 397-737 and you will receive $25 off your entire purchase. Again, text MAMA to 397-737 and receive $25 off of your purchase. And don't forget to check out our gal friends, the Lady Gang, and their amazing pieces that they have designed for the Express as well. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Um, so Candace, Kayla, um, if you don't mind, will you share with our listeners a good shitty mommy story? <gasps> I'm sure. Shitty mommy! Um, I knew exactly what I was going to tell, right? When you guys suggested this, I was like, oh yeah, that time. This is the one that sticks out the most. Believe me, there's many. But um, Poppy's first flight was when she was four months old. We were going to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, right before we got on the flight, I went, okay, I'm going to go change her diaper so that I've, I'm fully prepared. I mean, I've got everything packed. I feel like I am going to be super mom. Here we go. I go to the bathroom. It's a huge blowout. It is all over everything. Oh. Don't worry, I've got the diapers, I've got the wipes, I'm doing it, I'm going for it. And then I realize I have not packed an extra onesie and she is covered in poop. I mean, covered. So oh. I have no clothes for her to wear on the okay. seat. I cannot have her sit in her own poop for two hours. No. So I take the swaddle and I wrap it and it becomes, you know, a toga. <laughs> and he basically flies almost nude her first flight. And my husband 
God bless him, was like, I am so mad at you. I am so mad at Like, yeah. just so angry that the one thing we forgot was the extra onesie. Oh. I haven't forgotten it since, but... Yeah, I was going to say, you'll never forget it again. Never. And I have... <laughs> you have, like, 20 onesies in your trunk. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I was mortified. I really thought I was so prepared. And then the You're one- a literal <laughs> shitty mommy. <laughs> literal yeah. shitty mommy. There you go. <laughs> um, definitely have dressed uh, Florence up in a toga before at a <laughs> golf club with when she was out of diapers she just had a sick to her stomach incident oh. and and uh my husband was like she looks great i was like she's in a towel and a hair tie we need to go home <laughs> with no diaper and it can happen again yeah and he's like she didn't come wearing that i was like no she did not come wearing a towel dress <laughs> what are you talking about um oh man shitty mommy i think i it's usually for, I had a really tough time getting her dressed for preschool when we started preschool because she had to wear like a little collared dress, a collared shirt. Oh, that's so cute. And by the way. It's very cute. Oh, it's adorable. Jealous. I was like, "Come on, you two-year-old. This you yeah. look adorable. Get <laughs> yeah. over yourself." Um, but we'd had someone helping clean our house, and so they came in, and then she's screaming upstairs, and I just lost it, and I just started like crying oh. and like freaking out and I just sat down on the stairs because she's like throwing her shoes and I'm crying and she's crying and things and then the are like the wonderful women who help us clean the house are there just standing looking at us and then and then she saw my meltdown was so bad that she finally stopped melting down and was like okay I'll put my shoes on <laughs> like you win you win um Sometimes that's what you have to do I feel you so hard. I'm like, I'm literally sitting here being like, I feel like I'm, that might've happened yesterday. Like something like that happened yesterday. Yeah. And the way that- Yeah, go on. In the way with our older girls is I've realized how territorial I am about stuff and I don't like to share. Like the way that I'm a big shitty mom, it's like stepmom is specifically with like suitcases, protective over suitcases for some reason. I don't know, something that's weird- I don't know, but I, but like suitcases happen to be a free gift a lot. I have a lot of suitcases. I don't understand why I'm so protective over them. (laughs) And I will literally get so stressed out if they ask to borrow a suitcase or if I have a specific hummus in the fridge that is supposed to be my hummus. And I had to really learn how to share and that it's okay to share things sometimes. (laughs) They're going to encounter other people in the world that don't want to share their suitcases or their hummus. (laughs) I recognize who you are and okay. That's all good. Yeah. I also remember when I was a teen, I didn't take care of things the way I do now. I didn't appreciate them. So I can understand, you know, the difference between when you have a suitcase that you take care of as opposed to just letting them like borrow it on their girl's trip and then they're just suddenly like for a sleepover and then it's ruined. But then is TSA taking care of a suitcase? Like, is it getting... I I was trying to make you sound good. I know. It's fine. I can be very selfish. No, I don't let my husband... I don't let my husband take my away suitcase. I don't know why. I just feel like he's going to scuff it. And also, it was free. So they they were a sponsor on our podcast. And I fucking love that suitcase so much. And I literally make him take the one from Target. Why? It's just, I get it. On right. a deep level, I get I that. You are for that away suitcase, Jenna. Damn it, yeah. I did. <laughs> better not come home with a scuff on that shit. Yeah. 
was such a pleasure to see you girls and talk to you. And thank you so much for being our guest. You guys, their podcast is Directionally Challenged. It's so beautiful. They're such insightful and curious, wonderful women. Um, I think the world of you. Thank you on behalf of Jen and I so much. And uh, we're going to leave you with a mama said. Remember, mama said, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. I love that. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are Express. Text MAMA to 397-737 to receive $25 off of your purchase. Martha Stewart CBD. Go to mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code MAMA15 for 15% off. Tushy. Go to hellotushy.com slash mama to get 10% off of your order and free shipping. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Bye, mamas. Salud, chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, Armandito Cristian Perez. I had to use the real name. Why? Because now it's the podcast. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Flow to the rider. Woo! I don't even know if you know how much they play you around the world or anywhere, my brother. No matter how much bread we make, dog, we can't take it with us. No right. matter how many houses, cars, whatever we acquire, can't take it with us. With that said, anything we make, is always to give back, dog. Why are we starting a podcast? Well, it's real simple. With the times that we're living in right now in the world, I think you need to be motivated, inspired, educated, aware, positive. So what I'm here is just to motivate the world and let them know when we talk, we call a spade a spade. So you're going to hear the truth. So I look forward to the podcast. I look forward to showing y'all, teaching y'all how to take it from a negative to a positive. So get ready. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify.